Hello everyone, and today we will be studying the fifth chapter of Sefer Shoptim 4, the last day of February, February 29th. This parak continues the Haftorah for Parshas Peshalach. Very easy to figure out why this is chosen as the Haftorah. Peshalach features the song of Moshe Rabbeinu in this Haftorah, and this parak, Perak Hey, the fifth chapter in Shoftim, presents to us the song of Devorah. Devora has just witnessed and been part of a superb victory over Sisra, over Yavin, right? Sisra is the general. Yavin is, are these people that the king is referred to as Melech Yavin. And it does seem that there are a lot of similarities between this victory and the victory at the sea. Hence, both of them lead to a song after the victory. Now, it is. It was also interesting to note is that after the, the Song of the Sea, you know, with Moshe Rabbeinu, if you actually read it, it sounds like Moshe Rabbeinu might have even sang the song before they, they, they went through a bit of a dispute. But no one could argue that Miriam's role was after they crossed the sea. So just like you have Miriam, who follows the splitting of the sea, you have Devorah in our chapter also. So it says like this, Fatasher Devorah Ubarak. Now, we've been calling it, and the way it's referred to, in the Sfarim is Shiras Devora. But it does sound like Barak was also involved. However, the commentaries do say that Barak was following the lead of Devora, just like Az Yashir Moshe Uvene Yisrael. That Bnei Yisrael was following the lead of Moshe Rabbeinu. So it says, Vatasha Devora Barak ben Avinoam Bayemahu Lebar. Devora and Barak, the son of Avinoam, started to sing as follows. Now, this song because it is poetry, it's sometimes difficult to know what Devar is referring to, but I will say this is one of the more easy, uh, the, sort of the easier uh, poetry, you know, to figure out what she's referring to, and as always, it does seem like they start from the beginning, you know, at least they start with a little bit of a history lesson. So it says like this, When vengeance are inflicted upon Israel, and the people dedicate itself to Hashem. So in other words, the Jewish people are suffering. So what happens? That if the Jewish people dedicate themselves, then Hashem will then bless Hashem. So what does it mean, bless Hashem? So it actually says that if they start, again, dedicating themselves to, to do tshuva, they will then end up blessing Hashem for the victory, which is exactly what happened over here. Shimon Malachim. Hero kings, Azina Reznim, listen to what I will sing. Right? I'm going to be singing a song to Hashem. Hashem Betzeischem Miseir. The Shem that went out from Seir. Betzadchem Miseedom. Eretz Rasha Gam Shemaim Natafu. So we're not going to translate everything, but Hashem who left Seir as he strode from the field of Edom. So what, what's, what are we talking about? When did Hashem leave Seir? When did he leave Edom? So Chazal point to this Pasuk. Then we know that God offered the Torah to all the nations of the world. A pretty famous story in Chazal where God goes before offering the Torah to the Jewish people. This Pasuk is cited as one of the sources for that. Hashem left Seir. Seir is the a place of Esav. So what's Hashem leaving there? He offered them the Torah and they said, uh, no. And what happened? Harim Nazlum B'pnei Hashem. Mountains melted before Hashem. Zesinai. Right? This refers to Arsinai. The Jewish people accepted the Torah. So the mountain melted as if to say it was a very big deal. 
Now we jump uh, straight to Shamgar ben Anas. The days of Shamgar, the days of Yael. Highway travel ceased, and those who traveled on paths went by circuitous roads. So what exactly does that mean? So it's interesting that Devorah places Shamgar and Yael together, even though Yael seemed to be more in the era of Devorah, right? Shamgar was that judge who judged just for a very short period of time between Ehud and Devorah. But he puts them together. And he's saying that highway travel ceased because the Jewish people were suffering under Yavin. They stopped living in unwalled t- towns. In other words, they were scared to live in unwalled towns. Until I got up, which is a phrase that's used. She calls herself the mother of, the, of Israel. Now, there's definitely taking on the fact that she is a woman and, and referring to herself as the mother in Israel. What's interesting, the Gemara of Sachem actually sees in this a little bit of haughtiness on the side of the Devarim, and she loses a little bit of her level of prophecy as a result of saying, everything was terrible until I rose up and became the mother of Israel. Yivchar Elikim Chadashim, when it chose new gods, war came to its gate. In other words, when the Jewish people started Avod Zarah, they had to deal with enemies. 40,000 people. Right, was there even a spear seen among the 40,000 people? In other words, who was right? Everyone is too, too scared to fight. My heart is with the lawgivers of the Jewish people. Who are devoted to the people saying, Baruch Hashem. I found this posting to be very uh, interesting. Is that you know, we know we have this thing where you ask somebody, how are they doing? And they respond, Baruch Hashem. That's what the verse says. That there are lawgivers devoted to the Jewish people. And they say, Baruch Hashem. They say, you know, blesses Hashem. Okay, maybe here's the source. Now, the reason why the recording might sound a little bit choppy, just in terms of the, I don't know, straightness of this, is that she is jumping from one thing to the next. Like each sentence, it's like a little hard to see um, on a very easy level how one Pasuk follows the next, but we're doing our best as always. of white donkeys who you sit in judgment and who you walk, the roads speak up. In other words, come on Jewish people. Rather than the sound of arrows aimed at the water draws, right? They will recount the righteous deeds for his open cities. In other, in, other, in other words, if the Jewish people do right, then there's no reason to be afraid. Uri, Uri, Devora, right? Dabishir kum barak, right? Barak, get up, as yireid, sola, direi, am, Hashem, yireid, big Hashem will come down to us and help us out. Meaning, Ephraim, Shoshim, Bamalik, the descendants of Ephraim, whose root fought against Amalek after you came, be no one of your people. So, so Devor refers to the tribe of Ephraim fighting with Amalek. Now it happens to be Ehud, you might remember, was from the tribe of Benjamin, and he fought Amalek. But we also have Yehoshua, who's from the tribe of Ephraim, who fights Amalek. Right? We also are going to have in the Purim story, Mordechai, who's from the tribe of Benjamin, which is, of course, uh, similar, as they are all from the mother Rachel. Basically, Devara is complimenting now a lot of the tribes that joined her. However, there is one tribe that did not join her. And she refers to them as Beflagus Ruvain, the indecision of Ruvain. There was great deceit. And she said, I will read in English, why did you remain sitting at the borders to hear the blessings of the flock? The indecision of Ruvain demands great investigation. 
So she's unhappy, which is fascinating that Reuven over here is referred to as the indecision of Reuven. Now, if we know anything about Reuven from Sefer Bereshis, it's his continued indecision, right? There are so many moments most highlighted by the sale of Joseph where he wanted to help, he sort of helped, he, he didn't go the full way. So it seems the indecision of Reuven stays with this tribe forever. And he said, the verse says, Why do you remain sitting at the borders to hear the bleedings of the flock? Now remember, Reuven's on the other side of the Jordan River. So this is the first time we're really seeing that a split might have actually taken place in that they were not really ready to join the Jewish people. Gilad dwelled across the Jordan. Why did he gather his valuables onto ships? In other words, as if he was trying to run away. Usher, he understood, he's by the sea. You know, he can't leave the northern border empty. Zavulun really joined us. Naftali was on the heights of the battlefield. And the other enemies joined Yavin. And Devar says, From heaven they fought. She goes on to this whole thing about stars, a very uh, difficult thing to understand. In English, it says, the very stars from the orbit did battle with Sisra. Okay. Kishron, Nachal Kishon, Girafam Nachal Kidumim Nachal Kishon. There's some sort of brook uh, that swept them away. They, they had gone into water. The water rose and swept them away. Okay. Uh, moving on to Pasuk Chavdalid. Tevarach Minashim Yael. Blessed by women is Yael. By the women in the tent, she will be best. And she will be blessed by the t- women in the tent. What are these women in the tent? When you think of women in the tent, who are you thinking of? Rachel, Sarah, right? That's the greatest compliment you could give. And Devorah includes Yael by the women of the tent. And that's how high of a standard she attributes to Yael. And he says, and, and, he's, and she reviews what happened. He asked for water, but she gave him milk. And she gave him cream in a secret way. And she grabbed a peg. She stretched her to the peg and her right hand. To the, she hammered Sisra, severed his head, smashed and pierced his temple. And then Devor tells us something we didn't know yet, because most of what we already read was a review, and she was praising, complimenting, saying. But now we get the view of Sisra's mother. Right? This is this general, but every general has a mother. Everybody has a mother. And the Torah tells us, Sisra's mother is waiting by the window. Why is he waiting so long to come? And the women who are standing next to it, don't worry, he's, she's, he's probably looting the Jewish people and taking captive, and, and who knows what he's doing. But little did she know what had happened to Sisra. Now there's a couple notes over here. First of all, it says she was waiting by the window. Boshish, it took a long time. It's, it's not a common word in the Torah. The other time we have it is in this week's Pasha when Moshe delays coming down from the mountain the word boshish is used. And furthermore, we know that we sound the shofar a hundred times in Rosh Hashanah, even though it doesn't say anywhere in the Torah to sound the shofar a hundred times. So why do we do it a hundred times? It's, Chazal tells us that the mother of Sisera cried a hundred times. Cried a hundred times. Fascinating. So, they, so we sound the shofar a hundred times for the mother of Sisera. Like, 
this mother and sister crying, like this Pasuk, which appears in the middle of a song of Devorah, Pasuk, we, we could have all read very quickly. We probably would have read quickly, if not for the fact that our tradition tells us that we sound the shofar an additional 70, well, sorry, 40 more times in order to get to 100, because Chazal tells us she cried 100 times. The word Vatiyabev is used, which is the Aramaic word used, translated in Targum Unclos, for the word Teruah. Now, why would we sound the shofar in Rosh Hashanah for Sisra's tears, Sisra's mother's tears? The answer is that there are no, there is no greater emotion. There is no greater emotion than a mother's tears for a child. And that's the emotion we're all supposed to be feeling on Rosh Hashanah, a very powerful idea, which I'm sure we will be reminded of as we get closer to Rosh Hashanah. Cain, and then she promised, she says, Cain, Hashem, and she asks that all the enemies of Hashem will be wiped out. And the land was tranquil. Again, the cycle, classic. Jewish people, terrible. Hashem appoints a judge. They win. Repentance. It seems like she died, although it doesn't tell us. And the land was quiet for 40 years. Okay, I think that's our longest recording in a while. The Song of Devorah. Let us remember. Let us learn it. Thank you so much for taking time to redeem. Study some Navi.